Hey everybody, I'm Jenny Stone, and you're listening to Season 8, Episode 11 of HR Rescue. How to Discipline Misconduct Related to Social Media. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The HR Rescue Podcast provides business owners, new HR professionals, and HR Department of One with solutions and guidance on some of the most common HR issues. You can find us at hr-rescue.com. And come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your RSS feed or iTunes. Now let's get into today's episode. Employers are in an uncharted area with the continuing evolution of social media. It's increased use in the workplace for personal use as well as work purposes, and with attempting to figure out how to handle what has previously been simply perceived as misconduct. Moreover, what is considered work time, or how far the reach of an organization may legally stretch into an employee's zone of privacy, is morphing into something that is, as of yet, not fully defined. If an organization is using some type of social media to drive business in any form, whether it's marketing, finance, sales, or recruiting, it'd be advisable to adopt a formal social media policy so the entire organization is clear on its understanding um, concerning the expectations of engaging in this medium and provide as much specificity as possible. Now, while social media use continues to expand, There are ways in which an employer may carefully navigate the investigatory and disciplinary landscape and successfully support and manage its workforce, while simultaneously navigating around potential legal missteps. An employer should consider the following steps because of legal challenges and the depth to which an organization and their HR professionals must be prepared to evaluate specific situations. Step 1. Set the ground rules. Each organization should conduct a close review of its existing policies and handbooks to determine which policies may be affected by a new social media policy. A thorough review done prior to implementing a social media policy will result in connections in terms of actions taken, the inclusion of references to other policies of the organization that might be affected, and consequently may also require revisions to ensure that the policy wording remains systemically consistent. Step 2. Implement a social media policy. A social media policy is distinct from other policies of the organization, and for that reason, there are specific items that should be in the policy. Be very mindful that the policy is specific to the organization. An employer should take into account the work that the employees do and how they may appropriately be utilizing social media for business purposes that are either active or passive. In other words, an employer should consider the duties of the employee who's responsible for managing the social media accounts of the organization, as well as employees who may be on social media discussing their work generally without being directly compensated for these activities. An employer should also remember to ensure that the social media policy clearly defines things such as what is confidential or proprietary information or trade secrets. For example, items not publicly available like financials for private companies or marketing plans. Prohibitions for threats of violence, bullying, and discriminatory comments, for example, about race, sex, or age, that would create a hostile work environment. Or statements about the employer that the employee knows to be false. Certainly examples are appropriate to ensure that every employee clearly understands the limitations of his or her actions. In the event that related policies have specific applicable examples, they can be added within your social media policy. Step three. Enforce your social media policy. Regardless of whether workplace is unionized or not, an employer must consider the National Labor Relations Board, NLRB, and its social media policy decisions 
in order to clearly understand how to successfully enforce certain portions of a social media policy. Specifically, the NLRB is charged with enforcing the National Labor Relations Act, which protects employees and allows them to openly discuss with one another the terms and conditions of their employment. And terms and conditions of employment include wages, hours, working conditions, and other related terms. As a direct result of the NLRA and recent decisions regarding the NLRB's interpretation of social media policies, an employer should review its policy for compliance in order to enforce it with a degree of confidence in its language. An employer should check and determine if its policy includes a paragraph that delineates what the NLRA protects and that the social media policy is not intended to interfere in any way with those rights. In the alternative, it's possible to ensure that within the policy language itself, um, it defines the activities that will result in violations of the policy. In order to properly enforce a policy, an employee must be aware of the existence or a revision of the document. It is not enough to say within a handbook that employees are responsible to pay attention to changes made at the discretion of the employer. It's a better practice to provide the social media policy specifically to each employee on a regular basis and obtain an acknowledgement of the receipt and the review of the policy by the employee. To ensure further understanding, an employer could hold a training session on the policy. However it's disseminated, an employer should be aware that the knowledge of the policy may only be half the battle. The other part concerns when the policy goes into effect. Enforcement should be prospective, not reactive, in terms of holding employees accountable for the requirements of the policy. Step four, investigate the alleged misconduct. Once the workforce has notice of the social media policy, then it is possible for the employer to reasonably investigate allegations of misconduct via social media. Prior to having an issue occur, an employer must consider how the investigation will be conducted. If it's done internally, then the following departments may be involved. IT, to pull information, HR, and or your EEO officer. If the investigation is done externally, an employer would be well advised to determine the organization that will be used in advance. Things to consider include the ability to maintain the original data, also referred to at as times by called metadata, internally or externally, and how the employer will guard against um, spoilation, so the destruction of relevant evidence in the given investigation. An employer should note that different state and municipal jurisdictions have distinct laws concerning the ability or inability of employers to ask for usernames or passwords for social media accounts. Consequently, the manner in which an investigation may be conducted needs to include a consideration of the local or state laws potentially involved when a violation of the social media policy is believed to have occurred. The analysis becomes more complex if the organization is located in multiple states or is multinational. Step 5. Analyze how the claim is made. The manner in which a potential violation of the social media policy comes to the attention of the employer is relevant to the manner in which the investigation is to be conducted. Remember, if the employer is in a jurisdiction that does not allow an investigator to ask for username or password under any circumstances, then that will affect how conducting the investigation may obtain evidence. No matter how the information comes out, it's critically important to ensure that the original format of the alleged violation is preserved, whether by electronic means, for example, secure server or flash drive, or hard copy, so for example, a screen print. An employer should never assume that the Facebook post, tweet, or blog post that reveals a particular piece of evidence will 
not be later altered or otherwise corrupted or terminated. Consequently, steps to preserve evidence should be undertaken from the very beginning. In addition, the Federal Stored Communications Act and related state laws have strict guidelines on how an employer may or may not obtain information over electronic servers. In fact, under the SCA, even if a violation is found to have occurred, but there's no monetary amount that can be attributed to the violation, the SCA mandates that a minimum of $1,000 be paid to the victim. This is unique to this law and is something that should be considered in how and where the claim was made, as well as the type of access the employer may need or be precluded from under the law. Step six, analyze the location of the alleged misconduct. And one reason why social media is so challenging from a disciplinary perspective is that it is possible for individuals to participate in the medium in multiple ways. For example, communications could take place during the regular workday, after hours, on or off the clock, or while driving. Now, beyond the time of day and the anticipated location of the alleged offender, an employer must analyze the platform that was used. Activity like social media can be conducted via work computers, laptops, tablets, and smartphones, or it may be done utilizing an employee's personal devices. The location issue further is complicated by bring-your-own-device policies, which may allow for adding work applications to personal devices. All of this needs to be considered when evaluating the alleged misconduct and the resulting penalty. For example, an employer may need to have access to personal items of an employee. One of the few ways to gain initial access to implement is to implement excuse me, a BYOD policy that requires an individual to turn over their equipment for imaging and review upon request as part of the investigation. Step seven, evaluate social media conduct. And once the investigation has been obtained and then the alleged material that may have been violated is now gotten, right, from the social media policy. So the truly challenging aspect begins at this point. So challenges result in part because the potential mediums change and the capabilities for each is unique. So for example, was the infraction over Facebook, which is rather static in nature, or was it a malicious tweet, a Snapchat, or a blog post? Each instance contains specific difficulties for the investigator to manage and consider. Once the employer knows the specific platform that was used, it's relevant to understand that each company that owns the platform has its own method for assisting or blocking an employer's work, which can create unforeseen issues at the outset. And consequently, the best action during an investigation is always to gain as much information as is legally permissible, similar to any other workplace investigation that may be conducted. An investigation should be based on individual statements and information that can be determined internally as opposed to just believing everything that's online, because to do that is a misstep in itself. Step eight, make a final determination. Now, the final determination should be made with serious consideration to everything discussed in the previous steps. And as I mentioned at the outset, the ability of the employer to terminate the, the moment a statement is made by a disgruntled employer regarding his or her salary or any other term of condition of employment is not advisable. Um, your social media policy violations really need to be carefully considered with agreement and understanding by HR as well as legal. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of HR Rescue. The opinions expressed in this program do not represent legal advice, nor should they necessarily be taken as the views of HR Shield or its employees.